Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Um, we are continuing through the state of theology. This is not a rerun, I don't think. <laughs> well, it's not a rerun right now, but it may be a rerun in the future. Uh, but there's a lot of questions on this State of Theology. You can find it at thestateoftheology.com. It's Ligonier's bi-yearly survey of um, churches and um, American citizens. There's also a London version, actually, or an England version. So you can check out how England did against America. But we are on question 24. And um, basically, uh, they can answer they agree with this statement or they, they disagree with this statement. And evangelicals did really well in this next question. God is unconcerned with my day-to-day decisions. So essentially, uh, 86% disagreed with that statement. So 86% of evangelicals believe that God is concerned with our day-to-day decisions. Uh, so let's talk about that. Well, positively, we, we know that, you know, like for instance, in Second Peter, it tells us that uh, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through a knowledge of him. So there's an all things right there. There's a, there's a you know, as an evangelical, you recognize that on the positive side, all of life is moral. There, uh, all of life has consequences. All those things, and God has given us the power to do the right things in relationship to that through our knowledge of, of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the little things that life is made of. Most of our lives are, are not, you know, great events. Most of our lives are not, thankfully, great crises you know, continually. Uh, most of our days are a lot of small things and seemingly insignificant encounters with people that we know and but that's where the Christian life is lived. That, that's where the gospel is, is lived out. And so, yes, of course, God cares about what we might call the little things in life. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking now at uh, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, this is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. He says uh, in chapter 6, verse 26. No, that's 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. He's talking about normal, everyday, mundane things, what you will eat and what you will drink. Mm-hmm. Now, he may be speaking to some poor people who the, the what they eat is, is a very real question. But he, he goes on, nor about your body, what you will put on. He's talking about the most mundane, ordinary necessities of life, mm-hmm. what you eat and the clothing you wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Okay, your heavenly Father is paying attention to what the birds eat mm-hmm. and providing for them, quite literally. And then Jesus goes on, does he not care so much more for you? 
Yes, absolutely. God cares about all the little details of your life. And God wants, God calls us to trust all those little details to him. Paul, in three of his epistles, writes very similar things. So in Ephesians, he will say in chapter 4, I therefore, prison of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. And the idea of walk is how you live. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying your life, how you live, should be be in a manner worthy of the calling that you've received. He says a similar thing in Philippians 1. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. So the implication is that how we live reflects the gospel in our lives. How did the gospel transform how we make our everyday decisions? And so what we do, what we say, what we don't do or don't say— that should be worthy of, of the gospel. It should reflect mm-hmm. um, that we belong to God. And the same thing is, is said in Colossians, where he'll write, um, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. The same I- mm-hmm. idea of live in such a way that's, that's wise in how you interact with outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious Season with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And so I think the implication is that in the details of life, our day-to-day decisions, they actually reflect our relationship to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, God is also concerned. He's concerned about us personally, but he's also concerned because, if you will, he has a stake in how we live. Well, God's reputation, yep. uh, Lloyd-Jones would say it like this, you know, <clears throat> he was a great preacher in the 20th century and he told his uh, congregation in London, he said, remember, as you walk the streets of London, God's reputation is in your hand. Hmm. And so that's why God is concerned with our day-to-day decisions. Our church is going through 1 Corinthians right now and it's a super practical letter. He deals with the way that they're boasting with one another in in four chapters. He's so concerned about the way that they're speaking that he takes four chapters to talk about their speech. He then goes to sexual relationships in chapters five through seven. And then in chapter eight, he talks about their diet. In chapter nine, he talks about their asserting their rights. In chapter 10, he's careful to point out that they should not be involved in pagan worship. In chapter 11, he talks about how they congregate in the Lord's Supper. And, mm-hmm. and then chapter 12 through 14, it talks about how they are exercising their gifts with one another. All of these things are day-to-day decisions. Mm-hmm. So the Bible right. never leaves it just like on general principles. It starts with general principles, and then it starts to flesh it out for us so that we would know what it looks like. And and all of sanctification, all of that is to mold us to be more and more like Christ. And Christ being the perfect person, there is always room for improvement in our Christian life, you know, in terms of what we what we do. We're told uh, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And this is an important aspect of of how we live. I think the way we started here, the minutia, you know, th- those things count. As you pointed out in First Corinthians, you know, our our relationship with one another. Are you an affirming kind of person or are you tearing people down? Uh, those are important aspects. On the negative side, evangelicals largely agree with this. What happens when we fail in those areas? There's a sense in which I know God's will for my life, but I can, uh, 
you might you might say I put it on the shelf for a minute or a moment of the day. It may be only a small moment, but it has big implications for my life. You know, when when I've decided to be a quote unquote practical atheist for you know maybe just you know five minutes yeah. when you're logged online somewhere, those are the those are the things that are really concerning. Yeah. So yes, I goes to and fro over the earth. And beholds everything we do. That's right. Amen. And I think in in affirming that God is concerned about the day-to-day decisions of our life, I think we need to understand that not all decisions are of the same weight and magnitude. Um, There Mm. are decisions that we make day by day that are not a decision between something good or something bad. I mean, when I sat down to eat breakfast this morning and I had a bowl of granola, I could have equally had a slice of English muffin. Can we get in there with a, with a scalpel real quick, though? I agree with you. Although, regardless of what you had for breakfast, it could have been worship or idolatry in, what, in, the, in the manner in which you were eating. That's it. correct. But I'm saying that we make hundreds of decisions mm-hmm. every day that really are not a decision about good versus evil. They're not, right. There's not a moral quantity right. to the decision mm-hmm. being made. And so I, I don't want people to, to be paralyzed because they're so obsessed with, oh, I've got to do the right thing right. in this moment, every moment of every day. You're going to have paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying there are decisions that you make throughout your day that it's okay to say – what is that, Kevin DeYoung book? Uh, just do something. Yep, yep. Just do something, and that's a, you're bringing out an important point because, you know, for instance, a college student trying to figure out where he should go to school. That's a you know, what's God's will for my life here? Well, you know, all things being equal, uh, there might have been you know any number of colleges that I could have gone to that would have been would have been satisfactory. Uh, to the education requirements that I needed and uh, wouldn't have changed anything. So there are important points you're making. Mm -hmm. The the nuance I was just trying to make for our listeners, like I totally agree with you. I think this is for for those people who are uh, paralyzed by overanalysis, they they need to take some counsel from Luther. (laughs) And Luther would just said, you know, sin boldly and Phil, Phil can explain that later, but um, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger, but but the, po- the the point is is that in everything that we're doing, it's an opportunity to worship God or to worship ourselves. That's why I, I yes. talked about mm-hmm. eating breakfast. Like I can gorge myself and and eat because I'm trying to satisfy my own fleshly desires, or I can eat with thankfulness and worship to the Lord. That's all yeah. I was trying yeah. to say. Whether yeah. we eat or drink yeah. or whatever we do, do all to the so glory now, of God. So now you have Luther now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm actually not going to go to go to Luther. No, no, thank you. But um, <laughs> I sometimes uh, give my congregation a charge at the end of the worship service on Sunday morning. And it's actually something that I picked up many years ago from, there was an old-timey, uh, well, not, not real old-timey, but uh, in 25 years ago, 30 years ago, a, a very well-known Presbyterian pastor named Dick Halverson. He was chaplain of the United States Senate. And he used to have a benediction that he gave his congregation, uh, and I, I've used it many times, and it goes like this, you go nowhere by accident, but everywhere by divine appointment. And with every person you meet, every person you encounter, God will have some uh, gift of his love, a word of his truth, an act of his service that he would give through you. I'm much briefer. I say, go in peace, 
love and serve the Lord. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But the, you know, the point the point is when 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 I say you go nowhere by accident, uh, know that God is sovereign over your life and God is sovereign over your encounters. You really mm-hmm. you, the encounters that you have with with other people during your day are not accidental. It, mm-hmm. it, they are God appointments because God arranged for you to encounter those people. And the, the, the question that we can ask uh, joyfully, not as a burden to carry around, but how can I give glory to God and love my neighbor in this moment? And I, th- I think at the end of the day, we just need to just rest in that idea that God does direct our paths. And because of that, we can also know that he cares about the details. Mm-hmm. And so then we go through life saying, okay, if God cares about the details of my life, then I care about them too. Yes. And I want to see how I can be used by him in how I live day by day, moment by moment, and make the most of every opportunity, like Paul is saying, and in the, in the little things that aren't public, to be thankful and worship, as Joshua said. All right, we'll see you next time. 